RVFTA's Campground of the Week is sponsored by Jayco. To view their complete line of RVs, visit jayco.com. And by Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. To find a campground near you, visit campjellystone.com. And by Blackstone Products. To see their complete line of griddles and accessories, visit them at blackstoneproducts.com. America the Beautiful. There is adventure to be found around every corner. And there is no better way to explore it than by staying at one of our country's 14,000 campgrounds. Our team of correspondents will guide you to the best places to park your rig or pitch your tent. On each week's episode, we'll give a complete review of one campground, location, activities, amenities, best sites, and tons of other insider intel. Plus, we'll talk about regional highlights, food, culture, attractions, family fun, and all things great outdoors. From the East Coast to the West Coast, and from the Great Lakes to the Mississippi Delta, it's time to hit the open road with RVFTA's Campground of the Week. Hello, everybody. It's Jeremy and Stephanie from the RV Family Travel Atlas podcast and RVFTA.com. And we are finally back home after all of our summer adventures, our summer adventures that took us to Nova Scotia, that took us out to South Dakota. But now we're back home. We're in New Jersey. It's time to line up our fall season of content. It's time to get the kids back in school. It's time to clean up the backyard. And it's time to record this episode we're of Campground of the Week. We're squeezing in under the deadline. Now this <laughs> week, <laughs> we're going to take you to the Elkhart Campground in Elkhart County, Indiana. But before we dive in, I think we just want to bluntly say, like, we debated this one quite a lot. And we rarely do. Usually it's just like, oh, yeah, it's obvious. This is a great campground. But initially when we showed up at the Elkhart Campground, we were like, yeah, I don't think we'll review this one. We were like, meh. I think think you did. It was the ultimate man. Now I want to clarify. So our policy on campground of the week is always to be giving great recommendations, right? So I think that what happens is most of the time we interpret that as an amazing, wonderful campground. But then we realized in hashing this one out and in talking about whether we were going to review this campground, we realized that, but you know what? It can also be a recommendation for your best options, in a location, right? So maybe there's going to be a location like Elkhart, Indiana that doesn't have an amazing campground. And you know what? I think that Elkhart, Indiana doesn't have an amazing campground. And we've campground. said this before. We reviewed the Middlebury KOA two, about two years yeah. ago as well. And I think we had a similar feeling. Yes. There's just, sadly, there's not, a, at least private campgrounds, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of amazing options. So I would break it down this way, just so our listeners really get what we're saying. I would not recommend to anyone who lives regionally, like, hey, go to the Elkhart Campground for a nice, relaxing weekend of camping. No, I bet you've got a lot of other better options Mm -hmm. if you go to central Indiana, southern Indiana, up into Michigan. However, if you're traveling through, if you want to see the RV Hall of Fame, if you want to do a manufacturer's tour, 
or if you just want a spot to rest as you're heading east to west or west to east. Are you picking up a rig and you want to do a shakedown nearby? Are you getting work done, you know, and you want to stay before you drop off your rig? There's a lot of reasons why people come in and out of Elkhart in their RV, and we do want to talk about the options that are available to you. Stephanie's so correct, because while we were there for five nights, we realized that so many people were Mm -hmm. there getting work done, trading in their RV. They're just doing business in Elkhart, (laughs) and this is the place to stay. So we're going to dive in. We're going to give you a complete review. We're going to tell you everything that we think. But before we start, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Blackstone. All right. They are our friends at Blackstone. We love those Blackstones now. From the large 36-inch four-burner griddles to the 17-inch one-burner tabletop version, you can find a Blackstone that's just right for you and your lifestyle because Blackstone is as individual as you are. And let's face it, you may find two or three Blackstones that are just right for your lifestyle if A you're like A lot of us. people <laughs> end up with two. They get the 17-inch or the 22-inch for camping, and then they get like the 28-inch or the 36-inch for the back deck or home. A lot of people and definitely us. That's our situation right now. So you can get the steakhouse experience in your own backyard because Blackstone gets you that full-side steakhouse sear. And the nice part is, is you can do all the things that you would normally do on a grill, like steak, chicken, etc. But then you can also do the things you can't do on a grill like pancakes french toast Mm -hmm. all the things that you're cooking up on there for breakfast i think we have to say we brought the 22 inch on this three and a half week trip out to elkhart and then all the way out to south dakota and we used it a lot, and it's the only real cooking tool that we use. Right. So anytime that you want to, sure, you can buy a smoker and a grill and a, an electric griddle. You can have all that stuff. But the nice part about the Blackstone is it really does enable you to have one single cooking, outdoor cooking appliance that can work for everything. It's We, we really love having it. So look, no one's going to walk away hungry when you're cooking on a Blackstone. Our boys never walk away hungry when Jeremy's throwing stuff at them I'm off the block. Like flipping <laughs> pieces of French toast at them 22 but at a time. he does. Join more than 1 million happy Blackstone customers and make sure when you join, you use code RVFTI over at blackstoneproducts.com. What do you get, Jer? 10% off. Yeah. And there's always free shipping. Free shipping, yeah. All right, so the location of the El- Elkhart Campground, a little bit self-explanatory, uh, but I think it needs to be emphasized it's centrally located in Elkhart. I mean, it is right up the road from all the shopping, all the popular restaurants. Yeah. It's right it's right close to the RV Hall of Fame. It's it is it is really close to everything you it could is possibly minutes away. want to do. Yeah. Minutes. So last time we stayed at the Middlebury KOA when we were touring Jayco and everything, and I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, and we definitely were a little bit far away. Middlebury is about 15, 20 minutes away from a lot of the other stuff in Elkhart. So I'm also gonna link to episode number one hundred two of RVFTA because that's when we did greetings from the RV Capital of the world. And that was our first big podcast overview of this area and all the factory tours and stuff like that. So you'll want to check that out if you're thinking of it. It's just a little bit from the past, but everything on there is still good information. we're just huge fans of the RV Hall of Fame. Like I think Stephanie and I just both think that every RV owner should have on their bucket list to go out to Elkhart mm-hmm. or Middlebury and see the RV Hall of Fame. And these are your, you know, we're giving you your options. Yeah. So this campground, though, like I said, we were a little bit far away from everything last time when we were driving around, even though we were close to Jayco. But this time we were minutes away from everything at this campground. It really is a couple of miles to the RV Hall of Fame. It's um, a half a mile from a grocery store around the corner from the movie theater. Like everything is right there. And we there. actually did go to the movies. Yeah. yeah it, was it was pouring rain. So, and then 
also around the corner from a lot of the favorite like eating destinations in the Flippin' Cow. The Flippin' Cow, right? Take my son Wesley to South Dakota for two weeks, and on our way home, Wesley, what was your favorite thing about our South Dakota trip? The Flippin' Cow. And I'm like, place. Wesley, that wasn't in South Dakota. Didn't matter. <laughs> or the Chubby Trout, right? Best, best so. <laughs> cheeseburgers out there. Yeah, there's a lot of options that are right there by the campground. Now, if you go to the Elkhart Campground, it is a good Sam Park. So you're going to get 10% off with your Good Sam discount card. And it's an affordable campground mm-hmm. already. It's like $43, $44 a night for full hookup sites. Also worth noting, this is a really large campground. There's yes. at least 150 sites. I believe on their website they say that every single one of them is a pull-through site. I don't know if that's true, but certainly like 95% of the sites are, are big pull-through sites. Oh, yeah. I can't think of any because even the sites that seemed like back-ends because, you know, they were up uh, towards the back by the wood area. Remember, there was the road that went back that way. So you could actually come in on that back road and pull through even though you were all the way back against the woods. So it it no, makes I think sense you're, I to think me. you're right. I think maybe I forgot about that, mm-hmm. that little sort of dirt road almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, I said the sites were big. I just want to make sure I'm on record here. They're long. Right. They are long pull-through sites, and like a 45-foot diesel pusher is going to be perfectly comfortable. These are not wide sites. And because they're not wide sites, it gives you that real look of the RV park where the sites look really stacked and there's definitely not privacy in between sites. You know, there are some trees and shade, but basically your rig is lined up pretty darn close to the the next rig. But any size rig is going to be able to fit in there. But that does affect the overall look of the park. And let's say that again about the RV park, right? This is more of an RV park than a campground and the guests definitely reflected that. Like the whole time we were there, it was like 40 foot class A after 40 foot class A, big old, you know, fifth wheels, toy haulers. There were nice rigs at this place. Stephanie, that affected my perception of the campground over the five nights we were there. Because when we first got there and we kind of were feeling like, oh, this place really isn't that beautiful or that nice. Then we looked around and realized like, all the nicest rigs are here. You know, <laughs> yeah. these are the these are the people that find the best place to yeah, go. Yeah. And again, I just think it comes back to that problem. Like in RV country, there just is not that slam dunk, gorgeous resort type campground that that is the best by far. All right, so let's dive into why we're like meh about reviewing this because we've said positive. That, okay, there's pull through sites. There's they're big rig friendly, and then I mentioned that like in a lot of the areas there are like wood towards the back and there are trees throughout the whole campground. So it's kind of set up on this grid system and there's roads that run, say, front to back and then there's lots of roads that run perpendicular to them. And like in the morning when I would do my walk and my run with Maggie, I would actually go, you know, up and down those roads back and forth, like, you know, you're doing, you know, uh, snaking, you know, through the campground. And I would actually do three miles by just going through the campground like twice because I would snake up and down those roads, and they were really nice and homey. The place grew on me. I was not meh by the end. By the end, it, it felt like that RV neighborhood that we all get used to. But I want to be clear about why we felt that way when we first showed up. And it was a little scrubby. It's a little right? scrubby. The, the look of it is a little scrubby. So there's like places where if you like took a picture of this corner, it looks really pretty and shaded and nice. But if you took a picture of this corner, it just has that little bit of scrubby. 
scruff to it. Not like Chain they're link not fence. right. Not like they're not taking care of it, but it just needs some visual improvements. Right, like over by the um, propane, there might there was like piles of picnic tables or fire rings, or you know, there was it, some it, clutter right. both in the camp store and in the other public areas. There were some places where things needed to be hidden more or tucked away mm-hmm. more, or maybe a building needed to be painted. Now, in fairness, we heard that the new owners, I don't know how new they are, right. but that they have been making improvements uh, in the in previous years since they've bought the campground. So this could be a very different campground in two to three years. I also, to get to give everybody a sense of this place too, we were there because Trailer Life Magazine rents out a bunch of sites and they do their RV testing there. And Stephanie and I were there to move into a Winnebago with the boys and to test it for the week, which was an awesome experience. But Trailer Life, like they know what they're doing. They know where they're choosing. They love it here because there's the large sites. No one really bothers you. Well, they're here. very accommodating to the them. The owners they're so are helpful. very accommodating for like the rigs moving in and out for Trailer Life. And it is, in a sense, it's the place to be in Elkhart. Stephanie and I were sitting there talking to some of the Trailer Life people, and this uh, gentleman rolls up on his bike, and it's Al Hesselbart, you know, and ninety. Who's been on our show? A lot of of you don't know who he is, but some of you do. You know, he's like one of the leading RV historians, if not the leading RV historian, who publishes a lot of books on the the RV industry. We've interviewed him on the show. Um, I've read both of his books, and he's just riding his bike around the campground. Like that's the type of place this is. So it has a certain charm and appeal to it. For yeah, sure. and and we and we realized there was these people that we were talking to that had been coming there for years, and they felt very at home there. And they really thought like when we were like, well, we don't know if we'd review it. They were almost like. Why? <laughs> like, they look like, what's wrong with this? Yeah, like, come on, guys. And I'm not saying this. I hope this doesn't sound like arrogant or something. We live in part of the country where private RV campgrounds are are nice. Can be. They, well, they, <laughs> the they best can, are. <laughs> many are really, really nice. And even people on the West Coast sometimes listen to our reviews and go like, yeah. we don't have any campgrounds like mm-hmm. that, any private campgrounds, because it's more of like a state park campground culture. So maybe it's more that way in Northern Indiana, for sure. Now, price range and ease of booking. We meant that the prices are very fair in the low $40 range for a full hookup site. The campground was largely full when we were there. Mm-hmm. Like and in I would, and out, in and out. People coming and going all for the time. One night, two yeah. nights. Like, I wouldn't just assume at any point you could get a site here in the summer. So mm-hmm. um, I would call ahead to book your site. I think that you could You could definitely, like, fingers crossed you're going to get a site if you need a last minute. Or if you're going, you're like, oh, well, let's try to stop. It's a good place to call. But yeah, if you can book ahead, I would. Because people really were in and out the whole time we were there. True. Also worth mentioning, they have a, a relatively long season to me for an Indiana campground. They open March 15th, which like where we are in the Northeast, most campgrounds open April 1st. So See, they that's open RV early. buying season. This Good campground point. is operating in the, in, in the heart. Ecosystem. Yes, it is. That's and about people going to pick up their RVs, I promise they you. They close November 25th. I love to say when campgrounds close later in the fall, and I wish more of our campgrounds here in New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania would do the same. All right. Now let's talk, we, we talked about the different areas of the campground, but um, 
the the middle part with that snaking road that I was talking about that had all the pull throughs through it. I think that if you were in most of those those sites, you'd be perfectly happy. A lot of them were very shaded. Actually, especially up towards the front, there were some really pretty shaded sites that were actually a little smaller and had some of the smaller rigs that were coming through. There was a cute little airstream in one, you know, or a vintage another night or things like that. Um, but then actually the back corner where we were and we were doing our testing, those sites were really very nice. It was nice. really nice. And if you look at the show notes, the main featured images of this back corner. So if you're facing the campground from the road, we're talking about the left side and the back corner. If I could get a site back here, you would definitely have room. And it, there's nothing um, next to the property. There's like a big wide open field and woods. So it, it is a pretty wooded setting back in that corner. And that's site 715 and up. I would recommend staying away from the sites that are on the exact opposite back of the campground. There's actually like an RV um, service, center. service dealer. It looked like over am- there was a, yeah, there was something weird, but it's big and it's over there and the fence doesn't necessarily block that. So I really felt like those sites over there, which are behind like the wreck building on the map, if you're looking at it and I'll include it in the show notes, I would say that I would avoid those sites. Uh, agree completely. You want the left side of the campground, not the right side of the campground. Now, the amenities, they were there. They were not amazing necessarily. The playground was fine. Wesley and the boys played on the playground a lot. The playground yeah. was actually quite nice. There was a full basketball court, which the boys played on every day. It was perfectly fine. When my first reaction to the pool, though, I just have to be honest with our listeners. I thought the pool was dirty the first day we got there, but then I learned over the preceding days that they have an iron issue with the water, right? There's a lot Mm -hmm. of iron in the water, and that has stained parts of the pool, and it actually wasn't dirty at all. It was just stained by the iron, and really, by the end of the time, we were just all perfectly happy in the pool. Yeah, well, the boys, thank God for the pool, because we were working while we were there, and it was really great to be able to take the boys there a couple times a day, you know, once in the morning before we got going, and then again, after things maybe wrapped up in the afternoon, and that's a really important thing for us to have at a campground if we're not out and about in enjoying ourselves. So the boys were perfectly happy to be playing in that pool. But again, chain link fence, you know, concrete around it. It, it, It's good and it's there, but it's not a resort kind of a pool. And, And it'll be sort of a running joke in our family till the end of time. The maximum capacity for this relatively small pool, it said 111 people, maximum capacity, which like I almost wanted to pay 111 people to go into the pool to get a photo. See how that worked. Like Indiana, like at that point, why even bother, you know? Yeah. And there was um, a mini golf um, course that had seen better days and that we had to pay to play. But um, we did because the boys wanted to play. And they, ha- again, kids have fun doing I, I these things. This is, you know what, Stephanie, that's such a great point. The boys never thought to complain about the pool. <laughs> no. They never thought to complain about the campground. They didn't care that the full basketball court was a little bit scruffy. They like, liked the camp they store. They were just perfectly There were happy. mints on the counter, and God bless the campground owners, because my boys went in and grabbed, like, we'd go up to the pool and be like, can we get a mint? And they'd go in and grab a mint, and they would get some drinks some days, you know, go in and get a Gatorade or something like that. So, you there know, the boys Gatorade were- Gatorade every single time. <laughs> there was, like, the boys were perfectly happy at this campground, it, you know. Wi-Fi was really good. We were definitely doing some work, obviously, that week, and we had very good Wi-Fi and cell service. We're going to come back and talk about customer service and talk about some insider details if you're going to book here. But before we do that, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Camp Jellystone. 
Award-winning Yogi Bears, Jellystone Parks have everything your family needs to make long-lasting camping memories. And we certainly made some great memories with Yogi this summer. And just last week, you can go check out the review that we did of our favorite new close-to-home Yogi Bear. We loved our last one. I love the fact that we found a great campground about two and a half hours from home. Like I kind of felt like I had known of all the great campgrounds within three hours, but we found another one. Yeah, and go so go check that out to find out more about this one in the Catskills region. But what we really loved is that this campground had the best of Yogi, which was fantastic family fun that that made it so you did not even have to step off the campground the entire three day weekend that we were there. There's the you know the wagon rides, the themed weekends. While we were there, they were doing all this all these sports. So it was like human foosball and family kickball. I repeat, human foosball. Human foosball. That was a first for us. You've got, you know, the water zones at some of these yogis, and this one had the big slides that are so much a, fun. A plus on the pool and water slide area. And of course, Yogi Bear and Friends. We always have to get our yogi hugs when we go to the campground. So you'll just see that family fun is the main attraction. And it really is true. I'll never forget the night we were walking back to our campsite through sort of the main tenting cabin area of the campground. And there was just like five, six, seven families that were all camping together around a campfire. And it just made me smile because I was like, this is what it's all it was about. Like a, we had like a classic summer weekend of camping. There. Yeah, it was, it was just great. such pure, wonderful camping. All right. So to see uh, more about the 80 locations of Jellystones all around the U.S. and Canada, go to CampJellystone.com. Okay. Customer service at the Elkhart Campground was really good. I mean, they were probably like maybe particularly accommodating to us because we were there with a large group doing the RV testing. But honestly, they were friendly Mm -hmm. and helpful with everybody that was coming in and checking in. Absolutely. I thought that they were lovely. And I just thought that the way they interacted with the kids, um, it just, they said it was almost more of like, it felt like a family campground. It really did. But we spent enough time there by the end. I felt like they were running very much of a family campground. Now, that being said, though, there were not a lot of kids there and there's not organized activities or recreation, though it is a very dog friendly campground. They had a huge dog park. So if you're traveling with a dog, there's a really nice dog park. And again, that's by one of our favorite spots in the campground in the back left corner. So Stephanie, any insider details we need to know about? Yes. And again, be, we we learned this the best because we were there with our trailer life friends. And we found out that this rust in the water has had a habit in the past of staining sinks and toilets in RVs. Because what's happened is they've taken a, you know, a, a rig to test and then they brought it back to the manufacturer and the manufacturer has been out of shape because like well, the had to, toilet. Like, replace toilets. <laughs> yeah, the toilet's stained. So, again, Again, a concern, something to think about. If you have a filtration system, you're fine. Mm-hmm. So all the trailers that Trailer Life was testing and all the motorhomes, they put on a filtration right. system before plugging into the water. They learn their lesson. So you can either have a filtration system or just be cognizant of maybe wiping out the sink or the toilet after having used the water, you know, so that it doesn't sit there and stain. If you could just do a quick wipe, that's probably going to save you. All right. In terms of like nobody is perfect, we kind of mentioned this already, just could be the campground could be tidied up a bit 
more mm-hmm. in a few places. It's messy in a way that's like okay in your own house, maybe not in my house, but not when guests are coming over. Exactly, like it's fine when it's just you <laughs> it's and the kids. <laughs> but if friends are coming over, you're going to clean up that mess. Wait, you're like, oh, that pile of papers doesn't bother me because I stare at it every day. But people are coming over, so I'm going to put that away in the drawer. And that's exactly how it is. It's just I'm very sensitive to that quote unquote like pile of papers or things like that. Like at a campground, I was or broken like, exercise equipment. Right, you don't want that. Or like in the rec center, I looked up in the windows and there was just piles of blankets and everything. It was just like, why can I see pile of blankets in your windows? No, I love that like real attention to making sure that like the dumpsters are behind fences that I can't see them. And I know that sounds picky, but I'm picky. You're making me wonder right now out loud if they're a bit understaffed. Because it is a really large campground, and it's not like I saw 10 people working there. Oh, no. I it's think like it's a family-run family operation. Run yes, operation. I think it's a family-run operation. Right. Absolutely. Now, regional highlights. The RV Hall of Fame is minutes away, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Whatever manufacturer you might want to visit, you got to call and check them directly. I'm not promising you they all do tours. Because they but, don't. Mm-hmm. But many of them do do tours. So if you own a Winnebago or a Jayco or whatever it might be, give the manufacturer a call, and they might run organized tours, which are really, really cool and really And some fun. of them that don't run organized tours, they will give you a tour if you tell them that you're coming into town and you would like to see the factory a lot of that's this is a big industry that's a small industry it's it's it really is this like multi-million dollar huge industry that's almost still run in Elkhart County like a mom and pop shop great way to put it and you feel that out there in a nice way now if you've listened to RBFTA for a while you know we're huge fans of Rise and Roll. It's a bakery in Middlebury. In Middlebury, it's a bakery, and it's basically a restaurant. It's like a full-service breakfast Because I think that's the, orig- that's the original. That's the original. I think so. And their donuts are amazing. Their, uh, their pastries are amazing. Their lunch is amazing over in Middlebury. Every little bit of food you can get there is phenomenal. But there's one right around the corner from right the campground. Right around the corner in Elkhart, but we discovered it does not have the restaurant part. It just is the bakery. just the bakery. Mm-hmm. But it's around the corner, man. You hop in your car, and in five minutes, you're at one of the best bakeries in America. And there, that cinnamon glazed, that maple glazed donut is like an award-winning donut. It's like one of the best donuts in America, no doubt about it. It's worth stopping at the Elkhart Campground for a night or two just to go to Rise and Roll. And seriously, we mentioned it before, but it's also worth going to the Flipping Cow because it was flipping delicious. Like Cheeseburgers It was galore. recommended to us, and I just thought another burger joint. I'm telling you, these are some of the best burgers we've ever had. It's not just another burger joint. The boys are like connoisseurs of hamburgers. I mean, we're road food people. We eat them, and we love them. And these, like, everybody was, like, blown away by these burgers. So definitely and go. it's on the water. It's in a nice location, and the service is wonderful. Oh, so nice. Yes, very friendly staff. Absolutely. The Shipshawana Flea Market is nearby. We didn't do that this time, but we did it last time. And that's in that podcast about the RV Hall of Fame. That's a really cool, fun day, too, to go to the flea market. Also, if you're into biking, there are really nice biking trails, particularly in Middlebury and I think also in Elkhart County. So if like if it's fall, you might have a really nice time bringing bicycles and getting on some of the bike trails. If it's summer, it's going to be really humid and you're not going to have one single good hair day for the entire time. You're there. Ask me how I know after two I thought visits. your hair looked awesome. 
And your hair looked awesome on the day that we went to visit Jayco. (laughs) And now it's time to wrap up the show with a sponsored message from our friends at Jayco, who, by the way, do run organized tours so you can see the RVs being built. It's like a standard operating procedure at Jayco. It's not like something that they do only if you call. They do it all the time. And they have a really nice little welcome center that you can go in. And I'm not saying this because... Jayco sponsors the show. Jayco's shirts and sweatshirts are the best value out there. They are so cheap. I hope they're not listening to this. I they're know. so cheap. I know. No, and they're really, really good quality. No, like you can pick up like a seven dollar. Yes. Like, like I think they just don't make profit on them. That's what I think. Like it they is. just <laughs> make this stuff. And they don't try to make money. Because their hooded out of it. sweatshirts are like heavy duty, good quality, and they're so oh, even like their cheap. coffee mugs and all that yeah. stuff. Even if you don't like, if you just need some t shirts, just go and even buy them. If you there. don't own they're a Jayco, yeah, you just go get some t shirts at Jayco. Yeah, it, but don't tell them. Seriously, don't tell don't, them. We said don't. Yeah, I know. I don't know. We might have to. We might. We might get in trouble for that. <laughs> or they might just run out of everything because there's a run on the there's a run on the gift store. All right, fun and family is what Jayco has been focused on for generations. From the first camping trailer that rolled off production line on founder Lloyd Bontrager's farm in 1968 to today, where Jayco is building everything from camping trailers to Class A motorhomes with a blend of old world Amish craftsmanship and innovative technology. Jayco builds more value into their RVs than any other manufacturer in the industry with more standard features and the best two-year limited warranty. Visit Jayco's website at jayco.com or your closest Jayco dealer for more information. Jayco, generations of family fun. If you really like this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. We sure would appreciate it. Over on RVFTA this week, it's our 200th episode. And frankly, we've been too busy to wow. throw a party. But we have, it's our, it's our Cheers, fall. Hon. Cheers, hon. <laughs> Cheers. It's our fall gear guide. And I like, we looked at the list and it's just, it's one of our great gear guides. There's a lot of really cool stuff and a lot of, a lot of budget price stuff. So go over and check out RV Family Travel Atlas this week to check out our fall gear guide. All right. And also know that we're going to be taking a break from Campgrounds of the Week in September, but we're still putting out our mini episodes over at RV Family Travel Atlas in the feed. And you can also catch up on lots of old campground reviews on RVFTA.com. Oh my gosh, there's almost 150 campground yeah. reviews here. So even if you're just starting to listen to Campground of the Week, just dip back through the archive. Something will catch your eye that's in your region or that you might want to visit on a future RV trip. So dip into the archives. There's so many great reviews from all of our correspondents all over the country. All right. We'll see you at the campground. See you at the campground.